prospect news and analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. It's Hockey Prospect Radio and our 2024 World Junior Championship Prospect Review. Brought to you by Fractal Hockey Consulting. Through an integrated series of best business practices, they design solutions for hockey operations and hockey business operations. So we're going to talk about Team Finland. Uh, let's start off with Nicholas Coco. You know, it was a really tough situation for him at this tournament. And he reminded me of an 80s goaltender because he gave up a lot of goals and he had a really poor save percentage. But when he needed to not let a puck in, he did that. It was actually almost kind of like the Mike Vernon, Grant Fuhrer kind of goaltending where it's such a high-paced game back and forth, and it's a 5-4 game, 6-5 game, but I'm not going to let that extra goal in because he had an 870 save percentage and a 386 goals against average. So when you look at that, you're like, Ugh, you know, that looks awful. But he did manage to get his team at least into, you know, to the bronze medal game. So he found a way to get his team there, um, even though, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the prettiest way to get there. Well, there's two things I'll talk about there. The first is that Finland seemed almost totally disjointed from the, the moment they stepped on the ice at this event, and that puts him in a worse position. And yeah. two, uh, I, I, the eye test uh, certainly looks a little different than the stats, right, the raw yeah. stats. So uh, the thing with Coco... Uh, is that he stands six four, but you wouldn't think it. So he's he reminds me a lot of Eunice Corpusalo. I, I mentioned that to you before. I, he, there's so he's athletically gifted, which I'm sure some of you, some of you listening who got an opportunity to see him at the event uh, saw. You know, he's laterally explosive. He's very dexterous. Uh, you know, it's one of those situations where he's reflexive. He can he can stop high danger shots in tight. Uh, but he's his own worst enemy. You know, there's goalie prospects out there like yes for Wallstead, who just got uh, his his first game recently uh, in the NHL, and he's the opposite of that. He he's somebody who understands how to maximize his game and make sure that if a puck beats him, it's it's not because he put himself in a, in a bad position at, at first, right? He's Coco is somebody who shrinks in the net when he doesn't need to. He's placed small in his set stance, and his butterfly. It, it narrows rapidly depending on the save type. And so it's really interesting to me because if you look at him at this event, it doesn't look like an NHL goalie, right? But there's a huge but. The base is there. And if you modify aspects of his set stance, then then you have an opportunity to still see something that can translate. He's got to get himself to look bigger in the net. And it should be, it should be fixable because he does have the size in order to do it. He just... Right now, he's just way too low in the net. And it, 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 to be honest with you, it's one of those situations where it gives confidence to the shooters because there's so much that they're looking at, right? There's a lot of seams and opportunities there that they can identify just because he's shrinking. So one of those situations where he's very, very reflexive. And when he's on, he's on. And he's athletic. But he, he at this event, I felt like it, it, he showcased the, the, some of the good with, with uh, some of the bad. And so he's got he's to modify his set stance heavily in order to translate. That's what I that's what I found to be the the defining feature of him when, when evaluating him at this event. Let's talk about Jesse Polkin because he's an intriguing prospect. He's gonna be an overager going to the draft. He's six six, about 115 pounds. And I thought he acquitted himself very well at this tournament. Very well. And there's a lot to like about his game. 
And I would be surprised if he isn't taken in the first three rounds of this upcoming draft. And thoughts on him, Brad, like as a prospect, particularly, you know, at this tournament and how that's going to potentially help him going into June. You know, to your point, he's a unicorn. Right? How many players are 6'6 that, that have his straight line mobility, that have his puck handling skills, rare. that can do what he does, right? It's rare, super rare. So that's that's the first thing that really stands out about him. Uh, I, I have him as a, as an A-rated prospect. He's one of my last days, uh, which might be considered aggressive to some. Uh, but the reason why is because when you look at him in Mestis and Liga and you see him in a structured system, he reduces his risk. And I bring up risk because at this tournament, that was the one thing that was very uneven. There was times where he would make plays that were way too high risk given the context of the game. You know, you can't you can't make high risk plays in a 2-2 game with everything on the line type, type of situation, right? And so he, in Liga, he, he was breaking that out of his system. It, it wasn't there nearly the same degree. I felt like he was playing much more like his U20 Saru version, which is the version that, that yeah. raises more questions than answers at times. However... You still saw 6'6", mobile, active defenseman who is capable of doing a ton of things, who's poised, who can who can retrieve pucks, who's deceptive. He's very deceptive at times. And uh, there's just so much to like. There's so much range within this game. He's a, he's a, a versatile defenseman. He can just, uh, you know, train wreck a player, just box them out, squeeze out players along the boards, box them out net front, use his length. He has all of that. So it's just one of those situations where he's very raw. Despite being 19, he's still a very raw player. But the, the the total package that's that's there to mold was on display at this event, and I feel like he helped put himself on the map. It's just he did he definitely showed too much risk, which has been one of the defining features of of this of this draft season so far. So going forward, I, I would love to see him uh, reduce that risk a bit further because then you don't have to take that variable into account, and you can keep him high up in the, on your ranking. Yeah, we'll see what happens throughout the you know the rest of the year from that standpoint. Let's talk about Constant uh, Constant Hellenius. So, draft eligible player, extremely intelligent in terms of hockey sense. Uh, you know, puck skills, shooting ability, playmaking ability. Thoughts on this tournament for him as well, because you know he's a 17 year old in this tournament. Doesn't turn 18 until next May. So, you know, I try not to put. I don't put expectations on those kind of players. If they come in this tournament and they play and they play reasonably well, good. I mean, I don't, and if they don't, I don't, I don't put negatives upon them in that tournament because it, you know, sometimes you have to realize how difficult this tournament is to play and is particularly for young players. So thoughts on what he did at this tournament overall. Well, going in, I, I'm very high on this player. I've loved his play in Liga. I, I love his 200 foot game. To what you said, he's an incredibly intelligent player, very well rounded. Uh, I felt like, you know, going in, I wanted him to solidify his spot much in the way Celebrini is going to. Well, Celebrini solidified his spot for me in week one, to be honest with you. But I, I wanted Celebrini obviously show up and do extremely well here, so that there was no question marks. But in Helenius's case, I felt like he did the opposite. He's created more questions for me because I legitimately have no, never seen him play this poorly. Um, in this many games in a row. Uh, and hey, listen, as you mentioned, he's young, he's 17, and it's going to happen. Young players yeah. are going to have tournaments where they're just not, they, they just don't have it for whatever reason. Um, but he was he was making errors that I have just never seen him make. Even just basic playmaking situations where he, he just basic cycling plays or basic give and go sequences or or finding the lateral option on the weak side. It, it's everything 
for him seemed to be a fight. He was fighting the puck. He was fighting his decision-making. It seemed like his confidence was reduced. Uh, even, just, even just his shot seemed weaker to me. I don't know if he was under the weather. I honestly have no idea, but everything to me seemed off with him. But it is one of those situations where, as a scout now, i got to remember this sample, and then I'm going to have to watch a whole lot more of him down the stretch than I was expecting to, because for me, he was, he was doing fantastic in the first half. So it's one of those tournaments where it was definitely rough around the edges, uh, but it's, again, one tournament, as you mentioned, and he's very young. So a very, very promising prospect who I just, I just felt didn't have the tournament uh, many expected, including myself. Yeah, I would have liked, you know, he, he played a lot of wing in this tournament. I would have preferred him in the middle of the ice. He did play in the middle of the ice at times and took draws in the offensive zone at times, but it wasn't consistent. I wonder how much that affected his game. I, you know, I, I also wonder, like, you have to, you know, ask the coach, or like, what kind, what were you asking him to do? What was his role? You know, so that sort of like, maybe there's some adaptability in there. Find out whether, like, Okay, was he under the weather? Was he sick? Um, there was some flu, you know, getting around. Obviously, the World Juniors and players were getting hit. Um, was he injured at all in any case? Because there's always, you know, nuance and context to those situations. Does that, would that impact him as a player as well from that standpoint? I don't think it's going to impact his, you know, his rankings in terms of where I think NHL teams are going to have him in that respect. Cause they're going to, you know, simply look back at what he did, what he does in Liga for the rest of the way. And, you know, depending on availability, whether he, you know, he's at the U 18s, um, which would be great. Um, obviously because Finland is ho- hosting as well. So I'm sure he'd love to do that in his, you know, his home country and he could play in the U 18s again, but sometimes that doesn't happen, but eh, why not if you're available? So, so from that standpoint, um, Brad, do you think, like, you know, we got a few seconds left. Do you think it's going to impact him at all? Because I don't think his performance is going to make that big a difference unless things fall off the rails for him in Liga the rest of the way. Well, we're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. Stay tuned for Hour 2 right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. 